On this episode, Dude, Brett, and Tyler sit down virtually over Zoom to discuss Michter's limited release barrel strength rye whiskey and barrel strength toasted barrel rye whiskey. But before we get started, let me tell you about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Go to www.unicornnationapparel.com to check out their amazing shirts or reach out to them for custom print jobs with no minimum orders necessary. Also, check out the link in our bio for some awesome Bourbon Hunters exclusive bourbon shirts. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on your hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. So welcome to another episode of Bourbon Hunters. We are joined remotely today by Tyler Schaefer and Brett Bryan. All right. So uh, Brett's doing the satellite delay answer, I guess. Um, so uh, today we have uh, Michter's Barrel Strength Toasted Barrel Finish and Michter's Limited Release Barrel Strength, uh, both rye whiskeys. So we have those today uh which one do you want to start with you want to do you want to finish with the toasted barrel even though it's a lower well, proof with the proofs well the toasted barrel finish is 107.4 and the limited release barrel strength is 113.7 but i think the toasted barrel is going to probably be a little sweeter if i had to guess i think i'll like the toasted barrel better so that's why i want to end i with think it. yeah that's what i was thinking too um now, I did get a little preemptive lick off of the counter from pouring into Ooh. your vials to uh, both of these, and I think we're going to like them both. So I don't, I don't think there's going nice. to be any disappointment on either one. So, nice. But, all right. So a little update for me uh, before we get started. We finally got our damn Christmas stuff taken down. And uh, so that means it is green light for starting work on the bourbon room. So... Holy shit. We'll just keep talking until he gets back on here, I guess. But I just got green did light. That, did that just kick him out? That's <laughs> no, he, great. He just kicked himself out somehow. Nice. Um, he probably hit the wrong button. Anyway, it's the only problem with remote <laughs> stuff. So, uh, so I got the green light to start the uh, bourbon room. So I need to remove all of my bourbon out of the room and uh, take down the existing shelves and then start working out the, uh, the build out. So, Do you want to try to do that? this weekend let me run it by the warden and uh, we will see what i have planned for this weekend you know with everything going on with her mother yeah. um you know it, it's kind of a uh play it by ear type oh. of situation don't so, know what uh, happened sorry about that welcome brett welcome, hey, whenever brett. whenever that happens just come back in don't you don't okay. have to announce it we'll, we'll, we know you're here okay so that, that way i don't have to edit as much so. gotcha um but yeah i was just saying that uh green light now for the bourbon room, we have to get all of my bourbons out of there, tear down the existing shelves, and then we'll have an empty room. Uh, basically, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to frame out what needs framed out, run the electrical, then paint the ceiling, and then I'm going to install the lights and then start all the work. Okay. Mm -hmm. That way it's well lit while we're doing the work. So, we'll be uh, well lit. But I think the framing, the, yeah, I think the framing uh, and the electrical can probably get done in a weekend. Um, and I'm going to have Andrew course will help me with the, with the electrical cause he's an electrician is along he? with in addition to being a physician. What, yeah. what is he, and, what doesn't uh, he do? He's a carpenter he, or, you know, uh, woodworker, woodworker, and, uh, electrician and a pediatrician. Jesus. Uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. He's, uh, he worked for his uncles the way I understand it. One, uh, and got trained in as an electrician and in woodworking over a couple summers while he was you know going through school so oh like like he had free time as as a doctor well i don't think it was while he was a doctor or in med school I think it was before that oh in the summers so nice. again conjecture so yeah i really so is he 100%. is he he's also doing the door with you as well right he's that's the last thing i'm going to do once everything's done inside i'm going to replace the door with the uh with the speakeasy uh, bookshelf door, the hidden door. Nice. Um, so that'll be the last thing. So as of right now, I've got uh, a little over 2000 saved up for, I think that'll get me pretty much 
well started. Um, I, I think the, and I think I've changed my design. I, I, I think I like another idea better. I'm not going to need as big of a live edge as I originally thought. Um, nice. So I will go over that though. I'll, I'll draw it up for you guys and send some pictures and stuff. Yeah. But so let's go ahead and start nosing. You're going to nose the one from your Amber bottle. So let's, uh, let's start with that one. If you haven't already poured it in your glass yet. Now what's the proof on this? This one is 113.7. This is the Michter's limited release barrel strength, Kentucky straight rye whiskey. You get a lot of floral right off the bat. Now this says it's Michter's barrel number. One six. Drinking already, Tyler. One six C three nine six, and I think that that first two numbers is the year that it was bottled. So I think that this is the sixteen, two thousand sixteen, and then I think the one, uh, the toasted barrel. I think that's two thousand seventeen. So these are a couple years old, I believe. Yeah, lots of floral notes for me. I definitely get some sweetness for sure. I think floral is probably the, uh, I think that, that, that's pretty, I don't know if I get, as well. I, I don't know if what I'm smelling is floral, but sweetness for sure. Yeah. And I, I get sweet as well, but I'm definitely getting floral. Enjoyable, enjoyable. Can't figure out what it is. It's very sweet. I, it's not brown sugar. No, I think it's like maple, maybe. Almost a like a. Have maple? you ever had like a, like a raw maple, like um, like maple cane, like a sap type of um. Now, full disclosure here, I'm not uh, a big rye guy. I've yeah. said that, I think, a few times. Um, so having a couple sips of this, you can, it's like you're, you're getting the flavor of the rye, but yeah, the, the peppery of it, it, the pepperiness of it is not in your face. No, I like this. <clears throat> I'm not real good at picking out rye. I don't know that I'd know what rye specifically, like the rye spice or the rye whatever, um, tastes like or even smells like for that matter, outside of, you know, like the, that little spiciness in, in a bourbon, the one its own. I, I don't know. Um, it's, am I, am I wrong for saying that it almost has like this slight pickle juice? Oh, pickle juice. It? I don't know. I'm getting like a weird, uh, and maybe it's not weird, but like a tea bag, like a. That's leaf. what I'm talking about. Like it's like a tea. It's a tea bag, and I about lost it. <laughs> I, that's, uh, <laughs> that's usually my place to go there with that kind of stuff. Um, is it? it I get sweet. It's like pickle juice. I get a sweet taste with that finishes with like a peppery spice. Oh, it's got a long like the the finish definitely very stays long. With me. I like this though, and I usually don't like a lot of rye. Maybe and I'm like just changing and liking rye. That's more what often. I was. That's what I was saying too. And it's not. It's not like super heavy going down either. No, like you're not like oh man, huh. gonna come on up. So I, I get some oak, and for sure, I think, and I get some. Um, caramel but I, it, I whenever i go to the nose i'm i don't know if it's maple or if i'm just getting like is how do you make caramel do you make it with maple gotta be sugar sugar yeah it's gotta be <clears throat> like so actually you know caramelized brown sugar is that why they call it caramel yeah, there's something with milk so have you ever heard or have you ever seen those little cans of evaporated milk or sweetened condensed milk i'm sorry that's what yeah, i'm looking yeah. for if you take a can of sweetened condensed milk and you put it leave it closed Put it in a thing of boiling water and let it like for like 30 or 45 minutes, it will turn into caramel a hundred percent. Yeah. And it is fucking delicious. You can pour it over desserts and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. That doesn't seem right. It is. So it must be something no, with I, the sugar. I, I know nothing about that stuff, but yeah. So if you take okay. that those sweetened condensed milk, the small ones, fill a pot full of water, boil it, and put that down in there, it will turn into caramel. 
like a drippy, warm, runny yes. caramel. Oh, yes, nice. and it's fucking delicious. I want some tiramisu or something now. Yeah, interesting. That's funny. I work with this fat That's lady delicious. that knows all the cooking secrets. Mm, they usually do. You don't get that way. Hey, man, you don't trust a skinny cook. That's, that's the damn truth. Damn straight. So I'm pretty excited. I think, so I've decided, I think to change my layout of my, um, um, with, uh, the way I'm going to do this, um, is, you know how I was going to do a live edge in like an L shape. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that now because of the way the sewage, um, pipe comes Oop-doop. down. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to turn that in. To, I'm going to hide that with with shelving and, and like cabinetry. Almost, I'm going to build like a real thick shelf around that. Maybe do like a fake, um, like a fake pillar or something. Maybe, um, and then um, I'm going to turn from there into the L into full like floor to ceiling, like almost like book shelving. I think for bottle storage, for bottle display and storage display, it'll all be open based. Nice. Um, and then from from the pipe back to the left or back toward the door, I think I'm going to have a setup of uh, shelves and, and like maybe a mirror or something more bar like, you know, uh, where the live edge is there. And then above the live edge is um, storage on shelves. You know, what would be I, I, this just hit me. What would be really neat. Um, and I don't do a lot with like QR readers. Right. Like, I don't know how you really create a QR um, Just code go to the website and create per se, it. Yeah. but you should have something where there's like a small QR code that people can scan that pulls up an entire inventory of all your bourbon for someone that wants to know like, Oh, what all do you have? And just somewhere, something like neat. That could be posted on our, well, I mean, we could just post it on our website, the link to our sheet, the sheet that too, but sheet. just like for people that QR come codes are, yeah. QR codes are, are cool. Cause you're just like, yeah. Who doesn't yeah, have their phone all the time, right? How do you how do you scan a QR code that's already like on a page that you're already on? Well, if it's on your phone, you couldn't do it. But if you're on your laptop, that's what I mean. You just pull up your camera. That's what I'm saying. In your room, in your um, speakeasy oh, room that you're going to build, oh, because people I, are going to be like, "Oh, I like what that. all that's do you idea. have?" That's you know a good I mean? idea. So yeah, somewhere yeah. you could have. I mean, would be. You know I what's mean, interesting is if they're in the room, they can just look at what I have. Yeah, but you're going to probably have so much. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Or, or like, oh, do you have this? Like, you know, uh, Brett, you make a great point. No, no, that's a good idea because you could sort it. You'd be able to sort because it'll be alphabetical. That's how I can yeah. like, read is alphabetical anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they'd at least be able to say if they were wondering if I have something, they could look immediately. But yeah. yeah. You know what tomorrow is? Uh, uh, the 13th? Bottle release day. Right? Oh. For what? Our bottle. Oh, 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 oh yeah. yeah. I sent You're Rudra. Right. Yeah, I sent Rudra the the. Uh, he seemed decently impressed with uh, the amount of sales we have. Really? So I have given out. Um, so for you listening, it'll be a week ago. But that's yeah, all. I've given out. I think four samples, four like two ounce vial samples of different like just work friends and stuff. They have all been blown away at yeah. like how good it is. I and saw just, your text, Tyler, from your buddy Tyler out in Arizona. That was that was a pretty cool. And yeah. it's funny because he says that. Did you see that? Did you read through that, Brett? He basically read, yeah, said, it, you know, he, he's had their bourbon before, <clears throat> wasn't impressed, but now yes. this. And it, when we were there, they specifically said this year is when they started feeling like their bourbon had actually hit stride. And that's when they started offering barrel picks was this yeah. year because that's when they felt like it actually has matured enough, it, yeah. you know, yeah, to where matured. they can do that. Yeah. Dude. I think I would love. During our them. tour. I would love for their next product to be like a single barrel prod product. I like, thought he said that was in the works. Something that they mainstream, you mean like a, yeah, like a whole yeah. rose, single barrel. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, you know, maybe I don't know what their production's like. I know that they produce, they do contract distilling for other places too. So I don't know what their production is like to where, you know, what they're selling specifically, if it can even warrant that. Um, yeah. I have no idea. Because I know they're expanding their production. Let's say they're moving too. They're going to have a new like storage warehouse. Well, the warehouse. I don't. Their distillery is not moving. But yeah, yeah. So I think that they, um, um, I think that they have specifically um, some plans to do that type of stuff up their production. Because I think now that they're expanding into different states, they have to uh, up their production a little bit. 
I don't yeah. know how that'll affect. How their many different states are they in? I, I don't know. He told us. We asked yeah, on the show. It was I if you listen to the podcast, something. Tyler, you would hear that, <laughs> or attend our podcast recordings. Either one. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, so, what do you guys think about this? I mean, obviously, I this is really good. Yeah, I've I would never totally buy this. this. Yeah, I've never seen this in the wild. Same. Um, so, just so you are aware of how we receive this, we did a Raz online. Um, I don't know if that's a well-known terminology. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it it's a raffle. You enter. It's random, and then it's a ten-person r- raffle. Yeah, using a, a lotto three number or three-ball um, pick or whatever, and uh, we just happened to win it and uh, got both of these. So, what was it? Sixteen dollars to enter. So we we paid sixteen dollars for these two bottles of bourbon, right? Or mm-hmm. rye, I should say. Oh, worth it too. I mean, I would. I'd buy this. I'd probably pay fifty dollars for this. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I like. I said, I'm not a rye guy normally. I mean, I prefer bourbon. So but a few of the ryes I've had recently, like the Middle West Pumpernickel Rye. Oh, um, that's so good. I gotta get one of those still. Yeah, the the Michters so, right here. This is really good. The the MSRP on both of these bottles is seventy dollars. Wow. The the secondary is like two fifty for each of these, or maybe I would say one seventy five to two fifty. So they're they're definitely up there, and especially the the toasted barrel that we're gonna have. And I'm really excited about the toasted barrel. Yeah, I am too. So, so uh, go ahead, dude. Mm. I was gonna say so in between. Um, in between these, let's talk some Ohio State football. Oh. So, for those of you listening, Ohio State just uh. last night. So, the national championship was last night, fresh in the in the memory of uh, mine and Brett's. Yeah, and yeah. Tyler is a Michigan State fan. I thought their defensive strategy was just horseshit. I thought it was terrible. Yeah, like Devonte so, Smith was running all over the field, and they had no one even trying to cover him. It was crazy. How wild. Yeah. Yeah. And how bad did it suck that freaking Sermon went out in the first play of the game? I like, think it actually first didn't hurt us. I, Teague actually played really so, well. He great, did play where well. Where it hurt us was out of the backfield on passes when yeah. Sermon and catches great, those passes. Teague. Great. I mean, through the at least what I when I looked through the middle of the middle or late of the third quarter, Teague was averaging like five point seven yards per carry. So but we were down by eighteen points. That's the yeah, point. yeah. And here's the thing, like. I get that there was 15 people out, but there was like three or four of importance. But here's the thing: three, it, two starters and a kicker. Yes, but then Sermon went out. The, so right, so, so four. four. Kicker so, never ha- haunted us because we didn't miss any field goals. Yes. So, so but 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 here's the thing. I mean, you also it, it's also kind of forgotten that Alabama's starting center was out as well. So yeah. the 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 Remington I, no excuses, trophy winner. I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, you're not there, but it didn't. It didn't play a difference. Like Alabama was. I don't think so. So much better. I will say. I, here's the thing. I don't. OSU deserved to be there. Right. Hundred percent. But let me back up though. I don't know that they were so much better as much as we were out coached in that game. I our defensive strategy was horrible. We but, stopped them two more times, and we left 18 points on the field, going for it twice on fourth down with terrible play calls. Yeah. And then also uh, the the one where they draped over top of our guy, we had to settle for a field goal. And uh, the next drive, we barely touched their guy, and they got a pass interference call. Like it was yeah. a good call. I'm not saying we shouldn't have been called for pass interference, but if they were calling that, they should have called the one from the drive sure. before where we had to settle for a field goal. So that's 18 points we left on, you know, on the field. Yeah. Granted, if our defense doesn't change, we still lose by 10. Yeah. <laughs> 52-42. Yeah. But I think and, a and, different and, defensive strategy. We could we could have hung potentially sure. a little bit better and, and, and not had to go for Devonta two fourth Smith downs and be desperate. Didn't play in the second half. Like yeah, and um, we didn't but, play. But, we didn't but play listen, him well. But listen to this. But listen to this. We talked about the three of us talked about this earlier in the year. OSU's back seven. Like first, our off, secondary is terrible. Up, up until literally maybe two games ago, OSU had a very a to average defensive line and then they had a very bad back seven yeah like you've talked about that but yeah i, I wouldn't say I very think, bad but they yeah. were 
they were average, which is not yeah, what you I expect from Ohio State. Outside, outside of you, you know, some OSU fans I talk about or talk to, like you guys, I think they're very short-sighted in Northwestern and Clemson. So they saw those two games. They saw Sherman rush for 300 yards and then 180, and then it was like, oh my god, we just lost the Heisman Trophy winner. And then you know, it it was kind of like a shock, but. If you take most of the season, their defense was a very average defense. And oh, I agree. I knew that was our our weak point. Yeah. Only, and I was surprised only... at Clemson. Like to be honest, yeah. as high powered an offense as they were, we were putting pressure on Lawrence. Yeah. And that's where I think maybe the the defensive end and defensive tackle that were starters that were out might have hurt us because we weren't getting nearly as much pressure on no. um, Mac Jones as as we as I expected to. We were getting some but not nearly as much as I expected. We were but having like, to throw in blitzes that we wouldn't normally use yeah. and stuff like that. And here's the thing that pissed me off. When Devontae Smith went out, I would have thought you start blitzing more. Oh, bring the house. And start playing bump and run more with maybe a guy or two over top, you know, playing zone to help, you know, if, if you bite yeah. and they decide to throw a deep ball, just, you know, a timing pattern, deep fade or something. Because if, if you have to start making them throw the ball quicker by blitzing, then you play a bump and run to throw off their timing and to make sure that you're playing tight. And Wade starts with a 10-yard pad on every play. If they needed 10 yards, all they had to do was throw Wade. As soon as Wade turns, he always turns the wrong direction. His footwork is terrible, and he always turns the wrong direction in coverage. As soon as he starts to turn and bail, all they have to do is, okay, when, when I see it as a quarterback, I throw the outside... Uh, I throw the outside out, you know, off shoulder, outside shoulder out to the receiver. And the receiver, as soon as he sees Wade Bale, knows to turn and look for the ball. I mean, it's yep. it's 10 I yards every play, every play. I so what I would have done is tra- taught Wade to play bump and run, throw off their uh, their timing and have a have a second, you know, uh, safety or something playing deep coverage on that side that can come help on that side of the field. Yeah. Now. I don't understand why they didn't do that. You watched in depth a little bit more. Was Hilliard pretty good throughout the year? Because I I feel like in the last couple of games, Hilliard has been good. Borland is okay. And then what's his name? Is it Warner? He sucks. Hilliard Hilliard was pretty good. Borland was consistent pretty much most most of the year. Hilliard was good and he got better throughout the year. Our linebackers were our limit, were our weakness last year. And I feel like they were more of our strength this year. Yeah. They but actually I feel played like, is really it, well. Is it Warner? Is it Warner or who's the other dude that I thought I, I was like you? He he does he he's very very slow to react to a play. Yes, and who was number seven? I can't remember who he was, but holy cow! How many times did he lose Devonte Smith when when Devonte Smith would start motion one way, go back, and then and then go back again? Seven would just keep on running the other direction, and then the next thing you know, Devonte Smith has no one guarding, yeah. and he was running free. On the on the flats with an easy like throw, Dude, I was just like, "You've got to be kid- this is ridiculous." Yeah, I, I couldn't understand. And then Wade but, would be but it jogging. Was cra- it was crazy. Like early in the game, you know, up until OSU kicked that field goal, I thought that actually OSU moved in chunks well. in yeah. chunks a lot better. Alabama was like, we were making like, them earn their yardage for sure. Yes, yes, and then and then all of a sudden, like. In OSU, it was like you know, there was a point where play, a, if, a desperation switch was flipped. I feel like, yeah. and they started feeling like they had to do more on each play, which was stupid. Because, yeah. and it was funny because you know you look at Alabama; they were a quick scoring team all year. That first drive in the third quarter, we made them. It took eight minutes for them to score on that first drive in the second in the second yeah. half because we were slowing them down. We were not stopping them, but we were slowing them down. Held them to a field goal. We got it to within fourteen, and then we screwed the pooch there had a chance to get it to within seven and yep. we just that drive that was the definitive drive of the game right there in my opinion yeah i mean obviously stuff happened in the first half where they were able to get it up to an 18 point lead we got it down to a 14 point lead in the second half and uh i think there was a chance where we had a chance to get it down to a, a seven point lead and we and we missed it yeah. we had we had Devonte smith out we had him in a third and long and they had like a 13 yard pass got a first down and and then the next thing you know they scored yeah and, and the got other it back thing, to 21. And the other thing, much like Alabama, 
when you have 15 guys that are out or can't play, you know, like I know that number seems high, but it's in, in reality, it's, it's not that crazy, but, but look, your, your depth is what it is. Like Ohio yeah. state has on a yearly basis, three or four or five yeah, stars. I, there's no excuse. I mean, listen, yeah. I don't, I not in, in any conversation I have with someone, I'm not going to say, well, Ohio state had 13 guys not playing. Yeah. I don't, that, that doesn't bother me. And that Sermon, second and third, string, I was worried when sermon went out, but Teague came in and actually filled the gap yeah. fine. I agree. I thought Teague played very well for, yeah. I, so I was worried, but then I saw him come in and I was like, well, he's playing well. He's getting five yards of pop. The only thing Teague doesn't do well, where sermon does is catch the balls out of yes. the backfield. And this is where Justin Field sucks, in my opinion. He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. However, those little freaking screens, how many screens and how many little passes that should have been easy completions they because were. they were blitzing got knocked down because he throws them too hard. Instead of yeah. lofting them up over and leading the receiver Making him a bullet, to make sure yeah. it doesn't get tipped. Well, that so one there the was one zone. on the, the first drive of the, of the game we had an, a wide open receiver in the flats. It was the court. It was the running back. Um, he's in the flats. The, the blitzing cor- uh, cornerback came from that same side. And just as a quarterback knows the blitzing side is the side that should have an open receiver. So he yeah. tries He did what he was supposed to do. He threw it right over the blitzing cornerback to the, to the running back. That running back had 15 yards. It, as soon as he catches the ball, there was no one around. He throws it short or, or low and hard, and it gets knocked down by the blitzing cornerback. We're three and out on the first drive, or maybe maybe we got a first down and then you know, but but we had to punt on the first drive of the game. That that throw had it been better extends our drive and we possibly come in with a seven nothing lead to start the game. I mean that right there. That's that's Justin Fields, and and he did that a couple times where there was a screen set up perfectly. He throws it too low and it gets knocked down. And then we have to punt. That happened oh, a yeah. few times in the game last night. And well, if he and throws that, a, a better ball, we have a continued drive. If he, if he threw, well, I, I think it was partially on that freshman wide receiver. But if he threw a, a softer ball in the end zone, oh, where he was where, running to the right. and then Yeah, the, the receiver needs to learn to settle. Yeah. When he's going through his zone and he finds an open spot in the end zone, he should have settled. Yeah. And Fields threw it where he should have thrown it, but he threw it too hard still. Oh, yeah. He, he threw it way too that. hard. But... Yeah. The receiver should have settled, and I think a, if it wasn't a freshman receiver in there, I think it's a touchdown. But it's still that that would have just made us have thirty-one points. It's not like you know right. yeah, we exactly. win the game with that pass. I think early on there were a couple of mistakes that definitely set the tone, and um, that's that's where that's where Alabama pulled away and allowed them to have that eighteen-point lead. And I think that's where we got into desperation mode. We had it down to 14 in the second half, had a chance to stop them and get it maybe to seven, which changes the game a little bit, but you know, we're still trailing, but maybe we get some momentum and maybe we get in their head a little bit, but it just never happened. So Alabama was just good. And yeah. We, they're, uh, unreal. They're unreal. easily one of the better teams I've seen play in a long time. And yep. I hate to say that because I don't like Alabama, but I mean, well, they, played, just so, they played so well. They played yeah. like we played against Clemson. Yeah. And, and honestly, and honestly, their defense wasn't a, a, a traditional Al- Alabama defense. But I no. will say that that's probably one of the, you know, they've had some insane, you know, offenses go through there. But a balanced offense, that's the best I've seen from Alabama. In oh, America. for sure. I mean, they were the, they had 48.5 points per game average through the season. Yeah. Second was Notre Dame. Third was Ohio State. I mean, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, and they held us when they their defense was good enough to hold us to twenty four points. Some of it was our mistakes, but a lot of those mistakes were forced. So, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you blame on Fields or the the offense, and what do you blame on good defense from Alabama? You know, that's the that's the question. I think if they played that game nine out of ten times, Alabama wins. And I think Ohio State has to play the perfect game. You know have the right calls on the right downs to, to actually win a game against Alabama. Oh, yeah. Alabama, I think can have a bad game and beat us nine out of 10 times. Yeah. We have I to have just... that perfect game on the same game that they have a bad game. Yeah. If we were going to beat them. And, um, I don't know that this is great for college football, but the more you see some of this transfer stuff, you know, I think in a lot of cases, the rich will get richer because you'll see some, some players that 
especially this year where there's like unlimited transfer, you know, you'll, right. you'll see some people at lower, like, like the, the linebacker for USC who's he's considering Michigan state, but also, but right now his top school is OSU. And I'm like, fuck. And his brother is committed to Michigan state. Like his four-star brother is committed to Michigan state. And he still might pick Ohio state. And I'm like, God damn it. Like the rich kid. But what's crazy is you're going to see so many people that are like, I'm not playing like, let me go start here and they get a chance and, and you have prove themselves and then transfer after they prove themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the other thing that the other thing that sucks is because of the transfer portal. Now you have a junior, like you didn't go to Ohio state because you know, they just got a freaking four star guy. You went to another school, proved yourself that four star guy plays for two years, decides to go to the pros and you're like, Oh shit, there's an opening at Ohio state. I'm transferring. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to start right away. And now I'll be that guy who gets, two years at Ohio state and takes well, off. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like it, I, I don't like it, but at the same time, but, you know I, I can't crazy? complain about it. Hold, let me say this real quick. I can't complain about it because college sports is a business now. I mean, yeah. I used to complain all oh, the loyalty's gone, blah, blah, blah. I can't, it pisses me off. You know, that's why I watch college football because loyalty, you know, sport, the pro, but like now you see, they know it's a business. So they're not putting themselves into bowl games that they don't care about. So they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to hurt myself before the draft or I'll play because it might help my stock, you know, in the draft or I'll transfer to this school because now they have an opening and, and I want to get noticed. Yeah, I, I, I get it. It's part of the landscape now. I still love college football more than pro. Same. But, Absolutely. but some of those things I just don't like. That's all. So here, here's one thing that I think will be really cool is these lower tier schools like a Mac can really sell it on like, Hey, listen, come here. You can, you know, you, you can commit to OSU understand that they have six, four stars, five stars right in front of you, or you can come here, you can ball out and then you can transfer there and start right away. Like you don't, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. You don't have to ride the pine. So, um, they can actually, the Mac schools can actually sell, like, listen, come here and then transfer. Yeah. Like, or no, you're right. Or sure. the Mac schools can say, listen, you you went to OSU and you're a you know four star and you you sat on the bench for two years. Come here, start right away, get your playing time before you you know and and try to show yourself before the NFL. Yeah, so. Well, Don't you think it's easier these, to get attention to now, right? Because there's so many like digital so many, platforms. It was for that, people and to there's be so many. Um, yeah, there's so many specific uh, uh, league specific channels now too, like Big yeah. Ten, SEC, ACC. They yeah, all have yeah. their own channels. Big Twelve, and so so even when they're not on a national platform, if you want to watch the Big Twelve, if you're a fan of the Big Twelve, or if you're a scout or whatever for the NFL, you just sit at home. Okay, I'm going to watch ACC channel. I'm going to watch the Big Twelve channel. I want to flip between the two and catch something. Right. You know, some lightning in a bottle, some guy. I remember Edron James. I remember Miami, right? He played against, yep. what was it, UCLA one time, and UCLA was ranked really high. And Edron James just had like a 200-yard running game against them or maybe 300 yards all-purpose between passing and, and, and running. And I was like, damn, I'd never heard of that guy before. I was like, damn, that guy's going to be huge. And where did he end up going? The Colts or something like that and had a, a really good NFL Oh, player. yeah. Yep. But I think that UCLA game, really um you know affected his draft stock it was crazy like it was a, and it was because it was a late night game i was sitting there watching it because nothing else was on and it was just it was it was kind of interesting but let's go into the toaster barrel here what do you guys uh, get on the nose for that one it's it's wild so this, this might be one of the most yeah. unique noses i've ever i know I, I was thinking the same thing i get a lot of the oak actually from the toaster barrel i think but yep um this is a barrel strength toasted barrel finish Kentucky straight rye whiskey. It's 107.4 proof. And it's barrel is 17C601. I, I think this is the last year they've done the toasted barrel of the rye barrel strength, I believe. Damn, that's uh, when you want to hold on to sure. then. Yeah, I know. I, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't know when this article was written, but that's what it said. Because this article was written in 2020, so it, it, it may be true still. Um, yeah, I get the marshmallow and I get I get oak. I get heavy marshmallow though. I get marshmallow as well. As soon and as I don't you know said marshmallow, coming, I was like, damn, that's what it is. Yeah. And I don't know if it's coming from the marshmallow, 
but there's also like a degree of sweetness to it. Well, and it's like also, I'm, you, getting, I'm getting the proof in my nose immediately. So yeah. I'm having to breathe this one through my mouth and not through my nose. Really? I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm it's not. Like tingling my nose every time I. I used to do a lot of cocaine. So I think that could be. That you know, probably, I'm, yeah, really kidding. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I'm cutting out of that is where you said, I'm not kidding. Or I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So let's dive into this one. I'm, I'm actually excited about this. This smells really good. This may be one of my favorite palettes I've had in a while, too. By, or not oh, that palettes, is good. Uh, nose, I mean. Nose. One of my yeah. favorite noses I've had in a while. Oh, that's not I get bad. this, like, this light, oh, the same marshmallow marshmallowy too. thing. Yeah. But then it, like, it finishes as like a pepper. Yeah. yeah, it's like a marshmallow fluff with a pepper finish. Yeah, like, I got fluff, like, too. It's weird that you yeah. said that because I got that like fluff. Yeah, I'll that's crazy. And then you're right, though. It does have a nice... It's not as long of a finish or a lingering finish mm-hmm. like the uh, first one had. But it's a nice little finish it's for so sure. Good. So this is the second toasted barrel I've ever had. I think because I've had the Elijah Craig toasted yeah. barrel with you guys on the show, <clears throat> and, and then this toasted barrel. And obviously, and, uh, this is a rye versus the toasted barrel for Elijah correct. Craig. But it would be cool to have these side by side and see what what you know differences yeah. or comparisons. Just because or, they're toasted barrels, even though yeah. it's rye versus a, and yeah, so um, I like explain. toasted barrels a lot. It seems. Yeah. So do, it adds how a long, finished little component to it. How long uh, oh, wow. does it have to go into the toasted barrel? I don't know. I have no idea. I can't find any articles on this one. I, I looked it up and I couldn't find anything. So um, I have no idea. I, I, I imagine it's not a Ooh. super amount of long time. Like because it's a toasted barrel, it's going to impart. It's, you know, immediately, I would think, you know, start imparting the, the uh, toasted flavors as opposed to the charred flavors. Um, I wouldn't imagine probably more than six months or a year, you know? Yeah. So your Oak bottle that you have, do they make any of those that are just like toasted that you can do that with your own stuff? As opposed to like a charring? I think it's a three char also. I don't think there's any, uh, different levels at this point. And just as an update, um, I still haven't received a replacement barrel bottle or Oak bottle. Like they said they were sending. It was funny that he added both of us on um, Instagram, like yeah. uh, the Oak Bottle page and his personal page. I don't want to be too negative yet, but like he gave me some nasty, really voice, like voice messages. I think probably so I couldn't screenshot them. Oh, and then my son goes, "Oh, why don't you just do a screen recording and play it?" I was like, "Oh, does that get the audio?" He's like, "Yeah, it should." So I might do that and post. Like honestly, it was basically blaming me for his shitty machine learning uh, tech support system. I was like, now, granted, maybe I used the wrong subject line, but I included all of it in the in the in the actual body of the of the message, and a picture of the bottle, which tells me they didn't read the body and they didn't look at the image. All they did was look at the header. Then he tells me that they shipped out. So this is the best part. He says, "Yeah, we shipped out a wax thing right away based on your description, a wax, uh, you know, replacement because my my set never came with a wax uh, filler." That was a fucking but huge then, crack, though. Right, but I don't know what's a catastrophic crack because I've never used one before. True. Um, so I don't know what would constitute a thing that the wax can't fix. That that in hindsight, probably, but I had no idea. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm and he goes, "Oh yeah, we shipped it out right away." He replied back with that, but then in his um, in his messages to me, direct messages, he asked for my address. I'm like, "We didn't ship shit," so you don't right. know my address. You supposedly shipped out a wax replacement immediately, which means but, you should have my address. But then you asked for my address. But did you even include your address in the bot? I, in the I didn't, and it was and it was bought by my parents, and he didn't know what. Like he had no idea who bought this and what my address is. He had no idea. He yeah. Was just, so how he was just grin fucking me on Instagram <laughs> to save to save face on on uh, Instagram in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then he attacks me in my voicemail, or not voicemail, but my direct messages using voice messages. He attacks me and basically says it's my fault that they that they didn't get it. And I'm That's, like, so I'm actually thinking about posting those replies. If I don't get the barrel, uh, the oak bottle in the next few days. Oh, the voice messages? I'm thinking about posting them onto Instagram and tagging him again because he got pissed that I tagged him. He goes, that lives in, in Instagram forever. I'm like, well, then do your job. Don't sell a shitty product. 
it's not even that it's a shitty product because it is natural. It's wood. I understand okay. it could potentially split. That's fair. Have, do better tech support. Yeah. And don't blame the customer for something. Like, I've never used one before. I, right. I followed the directions that were not in the box. I had to go online. <laughs> so it didn't have directions and it didn't have the wax um, filler that it said it was shipping with. I had neither of those things in the box. Yeah. So I had to go online and figure out what a swell period meant. I, like, I had an idea, but I didn't know how to do it. So I just want to make sure. Followed the directions on the FAQ, found that, but I still didn't have the wax. Like as soon as I put water in it for the swell period, water was dripping out of it because there was a knot and water was coming through that knot. But after like 10 minutes, it stopped. Yeah. So what's the status of it? Okay. Oh, I have no idea. He said he shipped me a new uh, bottle and and I, so in return, I deleted my post and then he also shipped me wax originally right away but i haven't received either so i think he's full of shit so your current bottle though is it like did everything leak out of it that was Not, in there a lot of it did i've got it turned on its side with the crack facing up okay and i keep putting wet ta- i keep replacing wet paper towels so that the wood can soak some of the moisture of the water okay mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's good or not but so yeah. it doesn't well, crack it so some more you know dry I, out. obviously obviously my barrel is is different um and i have to did your ship with wax uh, filler? No. So pl- and that's they what sell it. Thousand Oaks sells wax uh, filler for the barrels. Yeah. And, and that's what they tell you in the instructions, too. Like, if there's this, here's use wa- this, to, use yeah. this. And it's like, well, it doesn't come with it. Like, you right. would think that it's if, if this happens, but it's a 10 day, like, it's a 10 Damn, day. And that's good. That is really so good. good. Sorry to, really it's a to cut you guys soap. off. And, and not that that's like, part of me is like, Fuck, like that's kind of a lot of fucking work, man. Like, no, I but it it, and, it keeps you from losing your bourbon though, because it swells the wood and makes the yeah. wood moisturize, but, so that it's not because they're killing dried. All those all yes. those barrels are killing dried, so they have no moisture in them. Yeah, I'm not but, but killing dried, the, but air dried over time. Yeah, I say, not but dried. um, I have to. I should get the the company name from my parents because it's not Thousand Oak. This is a different one. Oh, so they did something different. Yes, but. In the bot, in the instructions, it doesn't say how long, on average, you should uh, age the <clears throat> age everything for. And I'm sure that depends on what you want to do, but they don't have any sort of guidelines. Um, what else? They there's no like chart, like there's no like what are you getting? You know, it's not like this is a this type of barrel with this char. I can't even tell if it's even fucking charred. I can't. I can't see in there. Like, yeah. Well, you have to get like a little LED light. The thousand in there or tells you all that information, which is kind of nice. I might buy one of those because I thought I was getting one for Christmas. Never did, but yeah. um, whatever. That's fine. But then the uh, the the two, one thing by that, the, way. the one thing that's really nice about the oak barrel or oak bottle. I keep saying oak barrel, but the oak bottle is it tells you the char and it gives you all these labels so that when you do different things, you can tag it and put it in there tell the date that you filled it and all that stuff and then it, the one i did has a glass or a bottle that you can then dump it into the bottle and make your own little you know bourbon or finished bourbon or whatever and you put your own labels on it it comes with all that stuff it's kind of neat yeah. so like out of the gates i was really extremely minus the instructions missing and, the, and not having the wax i was actually really excited about it it, it, it was pretty cool it had some neat stuff with it just no no actual instructions um, but I was able to find those online, so I was fine with that. Other people may not be able to do it as easily, but I, I have no idea. I but I just went there and found those, and then. But it, it's a really cool setup. If they had the instructions in there and really detailed instructions on how to do the swell process, I would have been good. And then the wax missing, I you know whatever that that, that can happen. I, I don't worry about that. But then the support experience I've had so far was just complete shit. And I'm not, I mean, I used to do tech support. I used to be a director of tech support. Like for the customer always being right, he did not take that approach whatsoever. He wanted to blame yeah. me for them messing up. And I'm like, all the information was in my, was in my ticket. I, I filled out the body with a picture. There was a place where you could add an attachment. I added the picture with the big crack. Um, and then I filled out all the information of what I did, uh, what happened, you know, so now my subject, maybe I should have started with catastrophic crack, but I had no idea that was catastrophic. I just said, I have no wax. Like yeah. in my original yeah. shipment, no wax. So I didn't know what to put in there. I've never used one before. So for him to blame me for not filling out the ticket correctly, I was a little irritated. Um, you know, I being in tech support, I didn't want to open four tickets. Hey, 
no wax, n- catastrophic crack. Like I would have never used the word catastrophic crack because I had no idea that was catastrophic. I just thought, oh, well, maybe that's normal and I just need some wax to fit. <laughs> you know, I had no idea. I mean, in hindsight, it, I look in and I can see in the crack, like into the bottle. So, um, Tyler, on your barrel, does it have like a little spigot on it or do you have to like to barrel thieve out of it or how is it? So, yes, it comes with both of those. Comes so it does have bong, a spigot? It comes with the bong and then it comes with the spigot as well. Okay. Um, but honestly, like it's a pretty lengthy process of like, you know, you're putting in the hot water. You Here's the other thing. It says you basically cannot like it. You can't leave any dry part in there, you know, because the more that there's like the lower liquid volume that's in there, like the more it dries it out and kind of speeds up that that process of evaporation. So I don't that's what I kind of didn't understand is because they they basically say like, hey, if you pull anything out. You know, as you're testing it or whatever, just be aware that that's going to kind of accelerate some of that stuff. And I was like, oh, Hmm. shit, well. But there's no no other instructions on any of that shit. Because I still thought about doing one from Thousand Oaks. I'm actually looking at them right now. Um, and they're cool. I like the idea of a spigot, right? So you could just like do a little pour, taste it, you know. And I'm talking like a, a half ounce to a one ounce pour max. Yeah, next to nothing. Um, and just get like a little sample on it and see how the aging process is on it. It still seems cool, you know. But if, if you're saying it's kind of a pain in the ass, I don't know if I would end up doing it. Well, but he didn't well, do Thousand Oaks. So who knows what this is true. So yeah, but I would imagine that they're white dog. Yeah. I would imagine that they're, they're somewhat similar. I would think so. I mean, it's a 10 day soap. Yeah. Hot water. water. You put hot hot water water in there and you know, they, but here's what they said is, is basically like the pre-soak can take, like you basically wait until there's no leak. Right. And that could be like three days. But they still said is like even after three days you should wait another forty eight hours. Let the let the wood keep expanding. Yes, yeah. you should still wait another forty eight hours. So you know even at three days you're still looking at five days. So, but what they said is you know like you keep drying the barrel and then you keep putting hot water in. Like wh- whatever leaks, you put hot water in. Let's say more leaks, put hot water in. Like so, it's a continuous process yeah. for 10 days and i'm like thousand oh. oaks sells wax for that so you see where the leaks are and you you rub the wax on it and help seal it but you still have to do the soak i think so yeah. that's normal the swell is what they call yeah. it but. do they do that with i guess we've never talked about this do they do that with like regular bourbon like in these distilleries i don't think so anymore because now they 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 repair them yes yeah and they'll rub stuff on it it's like a i don't know what it is for sure if it's a wax or a tar or what but they do repair them um however uh, and some places actually take empty the barrel, repair it, and pour it back in the barrel. That's what Sitzel Weller told us. That's right? what they were telling us. Yeah, I remember that. But, we get to um, that room. But now with the computerized, like they do pressure testing and all that stuff. Remember they told us that? That, that most true. of the, the time they don't leak anymore. And if they the do, barrels are so well made. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, what do you guys think about this toaster barrel? I love it. Uh, oh, I yeah. would buy this in a heartbeat. Like we do yeah. our whole like you know, hunt, pass, whatever. Yeah. I would hunt the shit out of this toasted barrel. And I'm actually excited to maybe let this sit for a minute and then revisit it in like a couple weeks just to see yeah. how now that it's open and had some oxygen added to it. Oh, yeah. So uh, any other big things? I'd like to go up and eat some dinner. So let's let's wrap this up. Yeah. And I haven't eaten in since Same. I worked out. But, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, any uh, other big things before we uh, wrap it up? We talked Ohio State. We talked uh, bourbon. Yeah. We talked oak bottle we talked oak barrel <laughs> no i don't think so i don't think so no I'm, I'm looking forward to to getting back with you guys and trying to do one of these in person before too yeah, terrible yeah. long no doubt yeah. so real quick um for our listeners we do have a, a barrel pick from middle west spirits amazing we're getting amazing feedback delicious from the people that bought early and from the samples we're giving out to people um completely amazing i i I really every time i drink it i'm like holy shit this is good Mm -hmm. and i'm not just saying that i really do think it's outstanding and it is we're getting back is outstanding as well um look for our posts on instagram to find if you look in our bio there's a link for the uh, reservation process at this point i think by the time you're listening to this there's probably only going to be about 
five to 10 bottles left at the most. If, yeah, at most. And we're reserving this through the end of January. And then it goes to the public where if there's anything left. Yeah. We're basically so, like Buffalo Trace. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, hit us up. Um, do a reservation on that if, if there's any available, if there's any by the time we post this a week from now. Um, but go ahead and, and uh, reserve that pickups between January 13th, which is tomorrow, and then uh, January uh, 31st, I believe, whatever their bottle hours are. You have to check that. Um, and that's free, by the way, just to put that out there. That's free to reserve. Yeah, it's free for the res- reservation. Right. It's $55 for the bottle. It's cask strength. Uh, what is it? 125.1 yes. uh, proof. And it's, it's really good. But um, real quick, you can find me at Dude Pool on uh, on Instagram. Tyler Schaefer is like what? Uh, Ty Schaefer 04. Okay, and what are you, Brett? Brett pa- Brett P. Bryan or something like that. Brett Paul Bryan is my full name. I sound like a serial okay. killer, I know, but yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and if you found us by happen chance, we are Bourbon Hunters on uh, Instagram and. Or it's actually the Bourbon Hunters on Instagram and www.bourbonhunters.com on the interwebs. Uh, so check us out. Uh, any information that we have, any big announcements, we have a shop. You can buy shirts. You can buy uh, Kinsey Kinsey Drams. Drams. Uh Yeah, go on Apple. Leave us a review. Anytime someone leaves us a review, it allows us to uh, uh, show up a little bit more on searches and, and also gives us uh, a good chance to have guests online or on our uh, show. Um, so we always like to have distillers and, and um, distilleries on our show if we can. We're going to have a few of those this year if we if we can uh, get them on here. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining in and uh, join us again next week. And uh, I'm Dude Pool, and I'm joined by Tyler Schaefer and Brett Bryan with a satellite delay. I know. Right, I'll, I'll get it fixed. <laughs> and have a good night, guys. Hey, see, see you all. next week. Thanks. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.